You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neat the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night Magic seem to whisper and hush. You know the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about Van Morrison Moon Dance. Uh, this episode marks the first in a period that I like to call the Summer Curse, where not as much people show up for episodes. So all we have for you today are Isaiah, hello, and Romy. Hey. I'll work hard on bringing more people to the podcast, I promise. Moondance is the third studio album by Northern Irish singer-songwriter Van Morrison, released on January 27, 1970, under Warner Brothers Records. It was produced by Van Morrison, and the genres are rhythm and blues, soul, rock, jazz, pop, and Irish folk. Now I'm going to read the all-music review from Jason Anke. The Yang to Astral Weeks Yin... The brilliant moon dance is every bit as much a classic as its predecessor. Van Morrison's first commercially successful solo effort, it retains the previous album's deeply spiritual thrust, but transcends its bleak, cathartic intensity to instead explore themes of renewal and redemption. Light, soulful, and jazzy, Moondance opens with a sweetly nostalgic and it stoned me. The song's pastoral imagery establishing the dominant lyrical motif recurring throughout the album, virtually every track exults in natural wonder, whether it's the nocturnal magic celebrated by the title cut or the unlimited promise offered in Brand New Day. At the heart of the record is Caravan, an incantatory ode to the power of radio. Equally stirring is the Majestic Into the Mystic, a song of such elemental beauty and grace as to stand as arguably the quintessential Morrison moment. Alright, what do we think of Moondance by Van Morrison? Um, uh, Astral Week's better. I won't argue with that because I've never listened to Astral Week's before. <laughs> it's like front-loaded, but I can't even use that as a compliment. Yeah. When I first listened to this album, I had a deep hate for it. And when I listened to it again today, I I wasn't as angry as the first time I listened to it, but I still felt empty. I didn't. I felt like I I was obligated to listen to this. I still felt more free listening to this than I did to any Cade Month album, and that's the nicest compliment I can give to this album. True. Well, well what about what about you, Romy? What did you think of it? I mean, I like it. It's more mainstream but uh astral weeks uh, as i mentioned like it's more special to me like it feels more organic and this one feels, feels more mainstream i don't care and how not... authentic or mainstream this is i hate this man's voice with a fiery passion i think he had <laughs> to make this album mainstream i read on wikipedia that astral weeks was like a flop on release so he was yeah. like as okay, a whatever, 1001 album club, club mentioned, uh, people aren't really looking for nine-minute jazzy three-chord uh, jams. Maybe I should give that a shot then. Maybe I'll like that more than this. I mean, it's got the same singer with the same voice, so I doubt it. Uh, 
Have I mentioned how much? I don't like to test his voice at all. Well, have I I mentioned how much I detest his voice? Because not enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there with uh, Rod Stewart and Joe Walsh as one of my least favorite rock singers ever. Like, I just do not like his voice. I think I don't get why people like it so much. It sounds both drunk and like (laughs) he has a disability of sorts. Would you say it's like a Bob Dylan kind of bad or just a bad? Well, Bob Dylan's voice has a character to it. I don't see any character in Van's voice. I don't know if it's an if an expectation or if it just sounds like that. He sounds like he's choking on garlic bread. He sounds like a yowling cat. <laughs> I can go on. <laughs> when, I, when you said garlic bread, say... um, I thought of like this YouTube poop called Woody Trips Over Garlic Bread. He doesn't trip <laughs> over garlic bread. It's just the title. <laughs> What's the source? Boy story, of course. Because backing it up Woody. with the source. Uh-huh. I, uh, uh, YouTube poop, Woody trips over garlic bread. I, lo- I think the next ten minutes is just going to be me listing the many ways I don't like Van Morrison's voice. <laughs> I, I did say last night that it sounded like the teacher's voice from the Peanuts cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Most, mostly on the first track, though. Like, the first two seconds where he's like, Like... The resemblance is uncanny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Riley, I know you're listening to this. When you get the free time, I want you to make that edit where it's like the children of Peanuts are talking to like one of the adults and Charlie Brown. And then the adults just like, half a half a half a also, I want to bring this up from like the the review um, where it calls like Caravan the heart of this album. Uh, if Caravan is the heart of this album, it probably has a heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do like the title track. I'd probably say that's the heart. Yeah. Without heart disease. Yeah. <laughs> Moon Dance, like, I'm fine with having it as, like, the second song on the album, but why is And It's Stone to Me the first song? Because um, he needs to show you his beautiful voice. Incidentally, Michael Bublé has done covers of both Moon Dance and Crazy Love. I bet they're better. Yeah, they're just. They're better. Um, I mean, Michael Bubble is obviously very better. Like, do you do you get those bubbly commercials where that he's? I in? do get those bubbly commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw his appearance on Saturday Night Live where he serenaded Daisy Ridley with uh, on the Star Wars uh, audition skit. <laughs> I still yeah. remember I, I to also, this day. I, I remember when he was on SNL uh, like 10 years ago it was like Christmas duets where um, it was just like making fun of people like Kesha and like eight maids of milking seven dudes of puking <laughs> I, I think I think it's that one's on YouTube when is he well. gonna do his Van Morrison collab yeah funny he he actually did do one wow. if, if he sounds like like this and like, like in the 70s re- I don't want to know <laughs> what he sounds like now <laughs> like, it, like it's called it's called real real gone i remember hearing it on this radio show like a while back and yeah it's definitely a song that exists real real gone is a song that i don't want to exist i have not heard a single solitary <laughs> note off that song and still anyway um and it stoned me and brand new day i i thought they were good songs but 
God, Van's voice just ruins it for me. Like, when I first heard And It Stoned Me, like, last week, I put And It Stoned Me on. This is just, like, get the vibe the rest of this album would have, aside from, of course, Moon Dance. And the very first second was Van's, like, voice. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just <laughs> not a good voice. Noises. And immediately, I wanted to hurt someone or something. Thankfully, the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the song was actually pretty good for uh for the for the remainder of it i especially liked uh, the music and that's like i like the music better than i do the the singing which is kind of true I, I like the what can i assume are saxes on the first track yeah um they are saxes as a saxophonist i can vouch for that of course <laughs> they're they very can. nice sounding i mean of course they they can't be saxophones they they obviously sound like cellos <laughs> of course I remember when we did our like our top forty uh, ultimate classic rocks uh, top forty singers list a couple months ago, and it mentioned the Crazy Love as being like Van Morrison's falsetto uh, showmanship. And I said I don't want to know what Van Morrison sounds like when he's doing falsetto. Now I know he sounds like a fragile old man. But what does he sound like now as a fragile old man? I don't know, and I'm not gonna he check. Test this theory. He just he just sounds old. Yeah. Wow. Right. Imagine that, an old man sounding old. Wow. Old man sounds old. Sounds like an Onion article. Turns out that only 70% of old men actually do sound old. <laughs> uh, and I saw all the praise that Caravan was getting um, from people, and uh, I don't get that praise. I just, I don't get how people can listen to this man's voice and go, this man rocks. He sounds awesome. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't. That caravan was okay. La 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 la. That's what he sounds like. God. You should be in a, a Van Morrison like cover group. People lead vocalist. Van Morrison cover band, but the singer is Getty Lee. Excuse me. I'll be right back. Van Morrison angers local dog. So the two songs I genuinely actually liked are uh, Moondance, the title track, of course, and uh, Into the Mystic, which I think actually uses Van's voice in a way that works. Hmm. But I guess I could see if you think it's psychotherapeutically lugubrious. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the track. I do like when he, when he, when Van says like when the when that foghorn blows and then there's like a foghorn sound in the background. I thought that was cool. <laughs> oh, it's like a saxophone mimicking a foghorn. That's pretty dope. But aside from like those two songs and like three quarters of those other two songs, there's just nothing on this album that I could attach myself to. Not because it was entirely bad, well, it's a... but because Van Morrison's voice is so horrendous to me that I couldn't latch on to anything I thought was good, if that makes sense. Well, it's a good thing that Into the Mystic is definitely the closer track and there's nothing that comes after it. Yeah. We can all go home happy. Okay. Time to spin the wheel now. Okay. There's a bonus EP. Yeah. With five extra songs. 
and surprise, surprise, none of them are good. I thought Brand New Day was fine, but I didn't like... Oh, I... don't, don't, don't get me started. I, I was listening to the album last night, and, you know, five minutes isn't that long, right? I could have sworn Brand New Day was, like, the longest song I've ever listened to. I, I, can't, I can't even explain it, like... Even longer I'm than like Supper's re Ready? reading the Wikipedia article up. No, see. I don't know. I don't even know how that happened. Like, I'm like halfway through the Wikipedia article, and I like I look back on my Spotify page. I'm like halfway through the song. I'm like, what? How? Yeah. So yeah. But honestly, Brand I new think day my longer than supper's ready. But honestly, my my least favorite song off side B was uh, Every Day. It was so promising. It had a harpsichord. I mentioned in the last episode that I liked the harpsichord. No, not not every day. Every one. But his vocals, his voice. He sings about singing happy songs. This man does not sound like he ever sang a happy song in his entire life. <laughs> I mean, that album cover, like, he doesn't look very happy on the album cover. Yeah. This is one of those, yeah, this is one like of those albums, Isaiah, that you won't rate low because it's too happy. But And I still hate it. What's up, what's up with that? Yeah, well, it radiates <laughs> the same energy as um, Weaver Cooks, which is this guy who's he looks so sad when he cooks things like spaghetti. Um, I found these videos a couple of years ago, and uh, mm. people edit with like sad music and, and stuff. Play sad violin. <laughs> I would anyway. Someone get Van Morrison to sing over sad violin. Run, <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, another, Neil Young, ex Van Morrison. I will say that uh, another contender for my least favorite song off side two is Come Running, which which it has a nice little rhythm and blues shuffle, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I hate this man with a fiery passion. I'm sorry, guys. I don't care how, how rocking or energetic he is, it should not excuse that, that muzzled dog of a voice. Yep. Maybe he gets better with other albums. I'll look up best Van Morrison albums. Uh, this or like what Van Morrison album has the best vocal performance. <laughs> Wait until it's this one. It, it probably is. <laughs> you know, no, you know what? Kind of you know what his voice kind of reminds me of. What? <laughs> you know, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance, Shaloish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Somebody. <laughs> Is Van Morrison oh. the family guy? Yeah. I don't know. That feels like rife material for one of those reading songs because they sound like someone else TikTok videos where they're playing something like You're Off by the Outfield. Josie's on a vacation far away. And then they put like a picture of Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie on the screen. Yeah. So, like, so you'll, like, you'll now associate it with him. Riley, I know you're listening to this again. Uh, when you have the free time, make the edit of uh, Peter Griffin singing Moondance. We need this, this. reminds me of the time I made a good album. Episode ends. <laughs> this reminds me of the time when I was against COVID-19 and uh, all the lockdown stuff. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a good segue into Van Morrison's political opinions. Let's go. Eric Clapton moment. Uh, he did a duet song with Eric Clapton about the freaking COVID pandemic. Oh, he called no. it Stand well, and Deliver. Oh... Uh... And that has been already cited as one of the worst songs of the decade. And I think he also has a song called Why the Frick is Everyone on Facebook? There's no way. Because they want to make minion memes. They are hmm. minion sweep. <laughs> it's called Why Are You on Facebook? And he also has songs called uh, Stop <laughs> Bitching, Do Something. 
Psychoanalyst's Ball and uh, Big Lie. I can only guess what that one's about. <laughs> and yeah, there's the uh, Stand and Deliver song he did with Eric Clapton. You know what? Let's dissect the lyrics to that one. Stand and deliver. You let him put the fear on you. Stand and deliver, but not a word you heard was true. But if there's nothing you could say, there may be nothing you can do. Do you want to be a free man or do you want to be a slave? Oh, do you want to wear these chains until you're lying in the grave? Magna Carta Bill of Rights, the Constitution, what's it worth? You know they're going to grind us down. Ah, until it really hurts. <laughs> Stand and deliver, stand and deliver. Dick Turpin wore a mask too. I'm gonna search up who Dick Turpin is now. Dick Turpin was an English highwayman whose exploits were romanticized following his execution in, in New York for house death. So basically, Morrison and Clapton are saying, uh, if you wear a mask, you're a criminal. I, he's, maybe he's gone senile. I don't know how. How could he go senile at 20? I, I don't even know how. Oh, true. So, yeah, this uh, Van Morrison is an ugly boomer who uh, does not believe in COVID-19 or the, or the scientists and basically hates the entire new generation. No wonder Lizzie Borden hates the Irish. Yeah, that's Lizzie Borden. Um, I'm surprised she didn't off him instead. Yeah, she Don't you know, Lizzie Borden is omnipotent. She could see in the future. She can see what Van Morrison is doing. And, of course... I would label Van Morrison as just a crazy person, but of course, uh, Lizzie, being from the 19th century, she would view uh, Van Morrison as like the pinnacle reason why the Irish race is bad. And just so it's clear, I am not, I, I just want to be clear, I do not hate Irish people, but it is a well-known fact in this podcast, at least, that Lizzie Borden had a fervent hatred for Irish people. This is true. You can read about it in our fair third episode when we looked at Lizzie Borden's own musical and it made one of our fre- people on the podcast violently ill. <laughs> I like how I just stopped myself before I said friend. <laughs> but you know what? Remember in Israeli Gears when I said the political opinions of Clapton don't affect my opinion on, on the album? Yeah. Well, the same can be said here. I could care less about Van Morrison's politics. He's just a old man yelling at a cloud but he just sucks as a singer and i will die on that hill i will die so hard like my kid bruce willis that was a beastie boys reference yeah the beastie boys oh my I, god my favorite group ever I wait don't you mean elijah wood danny mcbride and seth brogan yeah no I, I think you mean will ferrell john c Riley, and jack black uh, yeah i all like all of them is beastie boys go hard half a mile from the county fair and the rain came pouring down me and billy standing there with a silver half a crown had the full of a fishing rod and the tackle on our backs we just stood there getting wet with our backs against the fence I told my dad I was doing boom dance tonight and he responded with a heart emoji <laughs> and I I had my mom listen to like a few seconds of caravan and she thought it sounded pretty good and I was like has the whole world gone insane 
Or am I just the crazy these one? Are the, these are the same people who listened to Jimmy Buffett while it was connected to your Spotify while we were recording the Jupiter Ascending episode of Watch This. Side note, please listen to Watch This, which is my podcast. I Romy's second podcast. that. Very good. I second that. Listen to Romy's Watch This podcast. I I beg of you. Since you mentioned that, I also want to bring up this. Um, Van Morrison's most famous song is probably Brown Eyed Girl. But I have a hot take for you guys. Um, I think the Jimmy Buffett version is superior. Jimmy Buffett has a version? Yes, he does. (laughs) It all comes back to Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. He is the god of music, guys. Of course it all goes back to him. Isaiah just sent me a picture of Van Morrison and Eric Clapton picture together. Why do their faces look so photoshopped? (laughs) Why I didn't even think it was clapped look, in at first. Why do their faces look swapped? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, if you guys still don't believe me about the Jimmy Buffett version, we'll listen to what well, we can listen to it after after recording is done. I will do it. Maybe it's time to address the big question: um, if Van Morrison and Jim Morrison are related. My, uh, oh, I was about to say he also Van Morrison also did a song called Gloria in 1964, but. He's not even the best Morrison to do that song. Who's the best? Jimbo. Ah! You know, Pablo's father. (laughs) (laughs) I love that lore. And uh, fortunately, uh, Jim and Van are not related. Uh, Jim comes from the US of A and Van Morrison comes from Northern Ireland. Unfortunately, the two were good friends. In fact, they played at the Whiskey Go Whiskey A Go Go together when they were both like starting as as like as singing artists. You know, I'm just gonna search up uh, if there's a picture of Jim and Van Morrison. It I found it. J- Jim Morrison is the one who says sitting on on a higher thing, which is very symbolic because he oh, is superior God, to Van. Van. You know, frankly, I'm not surprised that uh, Van Morrison is so like. He hates like the millennials and the Gen Zs, Gen Zers so much because they're all on their Facebook. This isn't just a problem he developed as a boomer. This is a problem he's always had. Like when he was first performing like songs from Astral Weeks at Whiskey A Go Go, I learned this from the 1001 Album Club, but when he was first playing the songs, he, his like, one of the first things he said was like, will everyone shut the F up and listen to my songs? Or should I say- Well, at least he didn't spit on an audience member. Or should I say, one shot for I'm Like, I feel like this episode's gonna get canceled. <laughs> if anything, um, they, we are the people that Van Morrison despises the most. We are peop- We are sure. like Gen Zers and millennials and such. We're talking about Van Morrison, but in a disparaging manner. I mean, what can he do? For the record, I'm pretty much a zillennial by default because I'm being born in 1995. Not that he cares about the distinguishment, but yeah. I just don't get how a man who looks like Van Morrison could have a voice that sounds like a senile parent. That. That's I, weirdly accurate. Yeah. Well, um, it's just the three of us, but we might as well go around the room. Uh, should we all just give this a one out of ten? Um, <laughs> I feel like being no, a bit more generous not, than that. Not me, but... I personally consider it competent, at least, but probably like a 6.5. Would you recommend this to a theater kid? Psych, I already know the answer. Probably not. <laughs> um, 
I recommend uh, Sweet Thing, which isn't on this album. That is actually a really good song if you can get past his vocals. Maybe one day when I'm old and I can't tell, like, good vocals from bad vocals. <laughs> you know, I was listening to Emerson, Lake and Palmer's self-titled debut from 1970, and I was thinking, damn, what if Great Lake was singing on this album instead of Van Morrison? I, I would pay to hear him sing the title track. I would pay him to. I would pay for him to sing. Uh, and it stoned me. Caravan into the mystic and brand new day because I think he can make those Just songs the whole good. Album while you're at yes, it. I. I'm gonna go back in time and make sure he does it. <laughs> like as soon as he leaves King Crimson, I'll ask him. Hey, do you want to sing songs for this uh, Irish man who can't sing for his life? Um, Indefinitely higher singer. Yeah. Anyway, what would you give this album out of 10? Um, a 3.9. Hmm. I like the title track. That's it. Yeah. And you wouldn't, yeah, and you wouldn't recommend Oh, we didn't mention that. Oh, nah. we didn't mention how Moondance is basically Tick, Tick, Boom connected. Oh, my God. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, because that's the that's the place where Jonathan Larson works. The Moondance Diner. Eh. I feel sorry for Jonathan Larson. He worked in a Van Morrison reference. <laughs> Anyway, I think you know where I'm at at this album. I would not recommend this to a theater kid. I wouldn't even recommend this to a dad. But um, I think the music is pretty good and it, very interesting at times, especially on like Anna Stone to Me. And the writing is good, or at least competent enough for 1970, which is like the greatest year for singer-songwriters. But the freaking singing drives me insane, I swear! It, it, I feel like this is just Blonde on Blonde, but worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Blonde on Blonde was twice the length of this uh, album. But uh, at least, I actually, I, I like Bob Dylan's voice much more than I do Vans, so there's that. And I feel like I would give this album a 6.6 .6 because I feel like there are like three main components to this album. The music, the writing, and the singing. But... The singing is, like, so bad. And not even that. It takes up a large majority of the this album. You can't escape it because it's such a presence. And not in a good way. That I can't give it the extra point. I can't be nice. I have to give it a five. Yeah. I think that's actually the lowest I actually ranked a, a classic rock album. What about, um, Sgt. Pepper the movie? That's not, a, that's not a classic rock album. That's... I don't know what to classify that as, bad. to be honest. Yeah, bad. Eh, a little bit. <laughs> but, he I mean, my woman is higher than this album. <laughs> I, I rated it higher. This is a victory, I'd say. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel now. If we get to a, cla yeah, a concert yeah, album or a rock sure. opera, we have to look at a theater album for episode 77. Also, guys, just so you know, I'm just going to keep spinning the wheel until we get to an album that I know Kay or Riley won't miss because, uh, since they'll be gone for most of the summer, I, I don't want them to miss the big albums, you know? Oh, definitely. This could go on for the rest of the night, to be honest. You should just go down Van Morrison's discography. <laughs> yeah. Summer can be like Van Morrison season. It's Van Morrison month, guys. Van Morrison <laughs> takes over the entire month of the podcast. It, uh, it's, in a way, that would be even worse than Cade month. Literally. Yeah. I'm spinning the wheel so much, guys, because there are so many albums I want y'all to, to look at as a as a full group. Also, there are some albums I think that are just too, like, boring for us to do yet. We could, like, put in, like, little voice clips from when Van Morrison is speaking be like, 
What did you think of the album, Mr. Morrison? Yes. Thank you. You're you're a hero tonight, Isaiah. Oh my God! It just landed on Astro Weeks. <laughs> Morrison Sweep 2022. <laughs> I guess just have us constantly losing our minds while into the mystic plays in the background. Okay. I think uh -oh. I finally, I think I found something. Uh-oh. And the next album we'll be looking at is Ramones, the self-titled debut. Oh! Okay. All right, thank you. We were born before the wind. Also younger than the sun. Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Hark now, hear the sailors cry. Smell the sea and feel the sky. Let your soul and spirit fly.